0: Hey, welcome to the Bible Savvy Podcast, a weekly conversation on how to understand, enjoy, and apply God's Word. I'm your host, Nikki Lucas, and I'm joined by Executive Pastor Eric Ferris and Teaching Pastor Clayton Keenan. We're about to jump into another passage from the Bible Savvy reading schedule, but before we do, we have a special guest with us in this episode. His name is Daniel Small. He is our community group's pastor. And so, Daniel, we like to do this thing where we want to get to know our guests, so I've got a question Ooh. for you, and you've got to answer first. Okay. Okay. Hit me. What is the most annoying habit someone can have? Ooh. Mm, it's a hard one.
1: This is essentially like asking, like, what's your pet peeve? Yeah, right? exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, what, what bothers you the most? So, for me, it is uh, when there are windshield wipers against a dry windshield. Okay. So people So, <laughs> people leave their windshield wipers on when it has stopped raining. Usually, like, if it's, if it's raining a lot and then it stops raining, people leave them on. And then there's that little squeak. Yeah. And, like, there's even a little streak that goes over their windshield. Like It's almost
2: making it worse at yeah. that point. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah, I, I feel like I always need to need to say something. So this is when you're riding in a car with someone else and they're mm-hmm. driving and they keep it on. Yep. And so <laughs> you're really talking about your wife, aren't you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like
3: is she, she going to listen to this? No,
2: oh, you're going to uh, get this brother uh, in. Oh, oh, oh not. sorry.
3: Of course not. No, no. <laughs> Maybe a little we, bit. Clayton and I can talk about our wives on this podcast because neither one of our wives they can listen they, they to listen. the podcast. Is your wife going to listen <laughs> to the podcast? She probably will listen <laughs> Okay, yes, say nice yes, things yes, about yeah, your wife yeah, then.
1: No, no,
0: wait. And you've never found yourself doing this.
1: No. Really? No. And I
0: find myself doing it on occasion because so I just forget.
1: Can, so, okay, so, so I yeah. would, annoy, so yeah, I would you can't, annoy. You can't drive. know <laughs> yeah, that's... Even if it's going – so if it's not the appropriate speed, too, that's a problem. Like if people – if it's going really, really fast, it's the windshield wipe- But it's light rain, but it's, it's very light problem. rain. <laughs> that's a
3: problem. <laughs> that's a problem. This yeah. is great. Okay. Well. No, note to self, don't let Daniel in my car. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: When it's raining.
3: I, I get in trouble for my wife for the opposite problem. I She thinks that I don't turn on my wipers fast enough relative oh. to the amount of rain that's coming down. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So you might like driving with me, Daniel. <laughs> Maybe. It might be a smooth experience for <laughs> you.
0: All right, well, let's get you guys to answer, too. Clayton, why don't you, why don't you answer next?
2: Uh, uh, Yeah, mine is a driving one as well. Okay. I, I hate it when people uh follow too close. So I I feel, I feel like I, I always call it tailgating, but I realized even just right before this podcast uh, that that's an activity you do in a parking lot before a football game. Um, So I don't know if that's the same word for someone falling too close, but that drives me crazy. And mostly – because I'm not a slow driver. Like, I, I'm not like constantly speeding, but I'm I'm never below the speed limit. Like, I'm always in that nice, so like. So, you're
3: always right on. Is I'm that always, what you're I'm, contending? I'm
2: always like in the between the speed limit and five to 10 over where you aren't going to get in trouble. Like, okay, like, I, w- whatever the, the, you know, moral question about that, that's where I'm driving. So, I'm not under the speed limit. I'm not driving slow. I'm keeping up with traffic. So, if someone follows, and I will happily move over, you know, like on the highway or whatever. So it just feels like, how, what what is this doing for you? Like, really, what what's like, what's going on in your heart and mind that you want to do this? They want you to know
3: that you need to get out of the way. Yeah. But, you're and if what if it's one me. lane, and if they sit a few car lengths back, you're never going to get the memo <laughs> that you need to get out of their way. It's true. But if it's a one lane road, <laughs> what, like if, the, what well if they that, have,
0: then they're just drink being am aggressive? I suppose, am I supposed to, to make pull you speak over? Up.
2: Do you break check people? uh only if it's flagrant yes yes i do
3: nice you know you know what i like to do uh, maybe hit that's your, judgmental of me but your, i do hit your gas and your brake pedal at the same time so what? they get your brake lights and you speed up at the same time
0: i feel like that's bad for your car
3: it is bad for your car
0: it's not they but, but. So don't do it often right no.
1: <clears throat> do you do this often no oh, okay no okay well, all right so know. what's what's, what's um, your... i'm
3: the guy Behind Clayton it's, it's Eric. <sighs> Eric. And I'm just having my break to say Hey turn on your windshield wipers <laughs> like, it's a, like it's not right, so right What's, Eric, your, thing, what's
0: Eric? your most
3: annoying uh, habit My pet peeve is People smacking their breakfast cereal I like the
0: But just, <coughs> but
3: just breakfast cereal I, Yeah I don't like Like in the morning I don't want to be around people I just want me, my bible, coffee, <laughs> quiet so I cannot handle sitting at a table in the morning. If it's just like one other person at the table eating cereal, can't handle it. The other thing that drives me crazy is when people are constantly clearing their nose, or like uh, if they have like post nasal drip. They're <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Gah. Gosh, just go blow your nose or use some nasal spray or something.
2: Oh, man.
0: Clayton just followed really yeah, hard. I like, did. I gotta I didn't, get it I out. Did, I didn't
2: bring any water with me, so yeah. I'm gonna be clearing my... But it, that's you get both the crunchy and the slurpy mouth sounds. Like, both wet and dry, mm. gross mouth sounds mm-hmm. with the cereal. So, I get that. Yeah. What Nikki? about you, Nikki?
0: Mine is um, whenever someone has, like, an upward inflection at the end of every sentence that they say so it's like i went to the car and then i took a drive and i went to the store and then i did this and i'm just like what why are you doing that it's what?
2: like a question every time it's
0: yeah so to me that's really really bugs me when people do that so that's it okay clayton uh, before we offend anybody else why don't okay. you get us into this yeah. passage
2: oh uh, all right so what's
3: our passage <laughs>
2: Uh, we are in the New Testament book of Titus. This is actually the last of Paul's letters that we're going to be talking about on the podcast. In In this round of uh, the Bible-savvy schedule, we have come to the end of Paul's letters. So uh, this is kind of a milestone here. Uh, Titus 3 is where we're going to be. Uh, I've, now I'm thinking about every sentence I say, and I feel oh. like I'm doing a little upward inflection. <laughs> this is uh, this is going to be bad. So sorry. Um, so let me give you some context for this. That's the first step in the comma method uh, Paul is writing to a young pastor, a guy named Titus. This book, along with First and Second Timothy, are often called the pastoral epistles because they are books written to people who are leading churches, giving them some tips, some instructions about how to do that well. And so uh, Titus has been given an assignment in a challenging place. He's on the island of Crete, and he's uh, organizing the churches that were planted there and kind of dealing with some rabble rousers and kind of getting people organized and that sort of thing. So Paul is giving him some encouragement and giving him some direction about how to do that. So uh, Eric is going to read for us Titus chapter 3, uh, 1 through 10.
0: Ooh. that's quick.
3: That sound means it's time for your comma tip of the week. Who is Titus? Good question. The intro in a good study Bible might give you that info or... And no, I'm not gonna say Bible project videos this time. Check out Biblegateway dot com. In the menu, click study resources, then scroll down for Bible dictionaries and encyclopedias. There you find concise and helpful information about the people places, and things in the Bible. So the next time you're doing your daily Bible reading and there's a name or place you do not know much about, give it a try. It just might take your Bible reading to the next level. BibleGateway.com and this has been your Comma Tip of the Week. Did they pay you to say that? No, but that's a really good idea. I I couldn't even get anyone to sponsor us for the sound effects panel. I don't think BibleGateway.com is going to give us anything. Okay, Titus 3, 1 to 11, is that what I'm doing? Uh, That's correct. Okay. I'll read it for Nikki. Remind the people to be subject to the rulers. I'll I'll read it for you now. Remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate and always to be gentle toward everyone. At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been justified by His grace, we might become heirs having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to stress these things so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. But avoid foolish controversies and genealogies and arguments and quarrels about the law, because these are unprofitable and useless. Warn a divisive person once, and then warn them a second time. After that, have nothing to do with them. You may be sure that such people are warped and sinful. They are self-condemned.
2: All right, the next step in the common method is O, which is for observations. So let's start with what we see here in the passage.
0: Uh, I'm seeing always be gentle toward everyone, and our banter question was not as no, gentle. Oh, very. As what it I
3: could know what my
2: application is.
3: <laughs> um, Nikki wasn't gentle. Exactly. And Clayton's break checking. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, aside from that, um, you see like a lot of. Amazing, beautiful attributes of God: this kindness, mm. love, um, mercy, uh, generously. Like he, like this, this is just my gosh. And and then I see up here, like we lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. And then here he comes with His kindness and His love and mm. His generous, uh, yeah. His generosity and His grace and His mercy. And it's just wow. Um, that's a really cool picture. It's a very, really powerful contrast between us and Him.
1: Yeah, actually, that's, that's what I was going to say. So I feel like Paul points out a couple of points of contrast here. So in the first couple of verses, he's talking about how we ought to live as believers. And he mentions these things, like, like you said, Nikki, peaceable, considerate, right? And then in verse 3, he says like the exact opposite things, right? And it's kind of around conduct and relationships. And then you move down a little bit. So if you skip down to verse 8, and he says, I want you to stress these things, talking to Titus. And then, he, and then he says, these things are excellent and profitable for everybody. And then in verse 9... He's talking about uh, the opposite, foolish controversies, genealogies, arguments, these kinds of things, but these are unprofitable and useless. Mm -hmm. So he's, you know, in that first upper section, it feels like he's talking about relationships and conduct. And then in the second section, he's talking about teaching and
2: just kind of the relationship between those. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I really like in verse four where it talks about when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared. It's talking about the coming of Jesus, and I, I think that's such a cool way to say, like, when Jesus showed up on the scene, when the kindness and love of God appeared, it's it's almost like when you think, okay, if God were to show himself, there's, there's a little bit of a question out there, like, in humanity, like, what's God actually like? And when he actually shows up on the scene, he He could have been terrifying and uh, judgmental and so on, but it's it turns out he was kindness and loving mm-hmm. and... And it isn't it amazing that when God showed Himself, He turned out to be like this? Like that's really, really good news.
3: Uh, what sticks out to me is in verse five where He says He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. Uh, and the, the 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 words rebirth and renewal there is there is a old way and a new way. Not just like a, I used to be bad and now I'm gooder, but it's <laughs> <laughs> it's. And the contrast is here when he when he when he talk even when he starts and he talks about these being peaceable and considerate, always gentle, uh, and he says, but at one time we were foolish, and he goes on to list the negative attributes that we that used to define our lives, and so just the the idea of an old and a new, an old way and a new way, rebirth, renewal, reborn into something, a whole new way to be a
2: human. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about those phrases as well, just thinking about the imagery related to it. So the washing. Rebirth a little later, it talks about the Holy Spirit being poured on us. There's something very refreshing. like there's something like clean and like healthy and vibrant and lively about those images. There's something that makes you go "ah" about them, you know there's like a a freshness to it, and I just I like the feeling that goes with those images.
0: One of the things that I noticed is, so you said this earlier, Clayton in verse four, when it talked about God our Savior. And then in verse six, you see Jesus Christ our Savior. Um, and then you see the mention of the Holy Spirit. So you've got like the, you know, this is one of those passages in the New Testament where we see the Trinity pop up. Um, and to me, I just think that's really cool. You've got our Savior, Jesus our Savior, Holy Spirit, all doing all the work there.
1: Yeah, one of the other things I'm seeing too, if uh, we jump down to verse 10, Paul says, warn a divisive person once and then warn them a second time. But after that, have nothing to do with, it's pretty strong, not pulling any punches. And so... Obviously, division is, is pretty serious for Paul here.
2: Yeah, I was thinking about that, that final paragraph. Four pastors in the room, this is an interesting uh, passage to talk about because it's sort of the uh, behind-the-scenes sort of thing, because um, he talks about avoiding foolish controversies and then warning divisive people not to be divisive, but not tolerating that. And this, this is almost one of those passages. If you are not a pastor, you might say, well, I'm not sure how I apply this directly, but the way you can apply it is actually to say, what do you expect of the leaders in your church to do? And uh, the the sad reality is that there is a, a, a minority of people within every church that want to get caught up in really tedious debates or very divisive things or just kind of get uh, kind of down a cul-de-sac of things that's not really helpful. And the reality is our instruction as pastors is to not let our energy get sucked up by those things. And so there are times when—I'm when the guy who answers the theology at ccclife.org email, so I get questions where there are times when people really want to argue about something very minor. It's not a, a genuine question. Um, and I look to these verses to say, how do I respond to that? I don't respond to it in a harsh way. I don't respond meanly, but I'm not going to let my time and energy get sucked into mm-hmm. that, especially if it's a divisive thing, saying, we really, you know, true Christians do it this way or that sort of thing. And so it's, it's kind of a—it's it's a little harsh— But for the sake of the majority of people who are really like seeking what's good and healthy, you don't want your leaders to get caught up in all of these things. You want them to contain those or shut those down because it's good for the entire body to do that. Mm -hmm. What else you guys see?
0: I think one really simple thing that I see is you know the heading at the top of the passage. It says "saved in order to do good," Um, and then it says you know "be ready to do whatever is good." And then at the end, at the towards the, the middle. Uh, of the passages devote themselves to be, to doing what is good. Um, and so, like, that to me is just very clear. You know what I mean? Like, we, we are saved to do good, uh, to be good and to do good.
2: Mm-hmm. One of the things I noticed is in verse 8, it says, I want you to stress these things. So that's a part where Paul's saying, really emphasize this. And so I'm looking at what he's saying about that. And what he's emphasizing is all of this stuff about God's kindness and love and grace showing up. So it's all of the things that God has done for people who didn't deserve it and couldn't do it for themselves. It's all about grace. But then he says, so that that those who've trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing good. So if you want people to do good, if you want people to become good, Paul says, I want you to stress the grace of Jesus, which is very different. A lot of times what we think is supposed to happen is you really ought to tell people, all the oughts and, and to-dos and these sorts of things, and they've gotta work really hard. But what you're, what he's saying is stress that Jesus has saved them, that the Holy Spirit has come, that God, the, the love and kindness of God, because those are the things that actually transform us yeah. to do good. And I think that's a, a, a counterintuitive hmm. kind of thing there. Um, you know, when I, I look at the first two verses, uh, it's a
1: little underwhelming to me. Um, you know, Paul's talking about how we ought to live as believers, but it's very like mundane, everyday stuff. So be subject to the rulers and authorities. We usually don't think of ourselves as like, oh, you know, I was obedient to God today by obeying the rulers and authorities, right? Um, So, yeah, I just think a lot of these things that he's listing are just very kind of mundane, everyday things that we typically don't think of. Um, And so, yeah, I think it's pretty interesting there.
0: Well, even just a a simple word as being peaceable and considerate, like to give careful thought to other people. like
2: All I'm thinking about is is –
3: Brake checking and yeah. speeding and obviously, all sorts of stuff. Obviously, you're not a Oh my a gosh, person. this is not working. <laughs> <laughs> Clayton, Clayton got rebuked in verse one of this chapter.
2: <laughs> Man, we picked the wrong question here. All right, let's talk about one of the M's in comma. Uh, again, you can always do the M's in either order, but we're going to start today with message. This is when we take something we've observed in the passage and we try to sum it up, maybe in a sentence or two, uh, to kind of give a principle that we can apply to our lives. So what message did you get out of this?
0: I want to be a considerate person. I want to be someone who is is mindful of the fact that uh, I've been created for good, uh, to do good. And that means uh, showing careful thought towards people and towards the things that I put my hands to, the things that I don't do. I want to be a considerate person. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's good for me. I, I was thinking, um, I know there's this phrase that we say here around Christ Community, um, but majoring on the majors and then minoring on the minors, right? I think Paul here, like... The major for him is he's kind of describing the gospel, and then the minors were these things that were kind of unprofitable, useless things that you were talking about earlier, Clayton. So um, now I think Paul here it seems that like he's talking on a little bit more of a corporate level, right? He's talking to a church leader, Titus, and giving some instruction for that. But I think it's also uh, possible to think about it on a more individual level too, and thinking about how do we how do we edify other believers in our conversation, and what are the particular things? Um, how can we look to actually build up other believers and not. Not necessarily with the nitpicky things or trying to get at those specific things, uh, but what's actually going to be good for the other person that's going to build up their faith.
3: My message is, God rescued me from being a fool, so don't fool around with foolishness. Ooh. (laughs) In verse three, he says, at one time, we too were foolish. And then in verse nine, he says, avoid foolish controversy. So he's he's swinging back and forth. You used to live like this. Don't go back to it. I couldn't say that message again if I wanted to. No, but it was good. It was <laughs> I had good. the word fool in it three times. <laughs>
2: <laughs> My message is focus on grace if you want to be good. So it's that, that uh, passage I mentioned before where it's stress these things so that you can become good. Uh, stress the grace of Jesus. Stress the power of the Holy Spirit so that you can become someone who's, who's doing good. So focus on grace if you want to be good. All right, let's move into meditation. This is when we prayerfully ponder... Uh, a section of scripture, and uh, reflect on it, interact with God about it. So I'm going to read a portion of verse 5 here and give us about 45 seconds to pray about it. When the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. All right. The next step in the comma method is application. This is when we respond and say, "What do we do about the things that we've read?" So, how are we going to apply this?
0: Yeah, for my message, uh, just wanting to be a considerate person, I, I kind of said it when I was laying out my message, but it's just that idea of being mindful of people um, and and being considerate of them and what they need, and uh, and also just being considerate of what I should do and what I shouldn't do with my time and with my life, and. Um, I think that's that's a good step in in the direction of becoming a considerate person
1: yeah, my message was you know majoring on the majors, minoring on the minors, um, thinking about those things um, for me I, I like framing framing the message um, or not the message, excuse me, the application in terms of a question so for me, the question is how often do I stress the importance of the gospel in my conversations to build up other believers? Um, so I think for me, it's, it's really looking for opportunities to build up other believers by trying to ground our conversation and in, in the gospel, um, and reminding them uh, who they were created to be and, and reminding them of just some of those fundamental truths. Um, and I think there's probably a lot of interactions that I, I could be doing that in.
3: I think my message was God rescued me from being a fool. So don't fool around with foolishness. Is that's that what right, I That's okay. right. I think that, yeah. So it yeah. sounds like a rap almost. A <laughs> little bit. You got I, a sound if,
0: effect for that? Yeah, I
3: was just looking. <laughs> yeah. No, not, not not on the screen I'm looking at right now. I might be able to find one while you're doing the outro, though. Uh, so for me, the application is to do some inventory and ask myself, what were some things that defined my old life? Things I knew that were my temptation areas, my weaknesses, things that I know full well that if Jesus didn't intersect my life and rescue me, they would probably still define my life. And then ask myself, are they starting to show up again? Are they trying to sneak back in in any way, shape, or form? And am I allowing that to happen in any way, shape, or form?
2: Uh, My message about focusing on grace if you wanna be good, um, what I think that means is daily having those reminders of what Christ has done. And so there's a a practice that I do sometimes, which is uh, when I start the day, Um, You know, I'm reading scripture, I'm praying, but one of the things I do specifically is sort of preach the gospel to myself, where I I say, this is what's true about you in Christ. This is what Christ has done. These are the things that God has accomplished. These are the things that are true about you, no matter what the ups and downs of your behavior has been. And I remind myself of the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit and Uh, those things become the beginning rather than sort of where I go to after I realize, oh, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, I better ask God for help. No, I start with what God has done, and so I preach the gospel to myself.
0: All right. Well, there you have it. Daniel, thanks for joining us.
2: Absolutely. It's fun being here.
0: Friends, thanks for listening this week. Join us again next Monday for a new episode. We'll be looking at another passage from the Bible Savvy Reading Plan. In the meantime, if you're not following along with the reading plan, you can check out biblesavvy.com to download it and start reading. Also, you can subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Email us your questions or suggestions at podcast@BibleSavvy.com. at Lastly, tell your friends, and we'll talk to you next week.